0: Welcome to Pick Up Your Sticks, where we talk about why gaming matters, with your hosts Brett Lindley and Walker Near. I'm Brett, and today we ask, when do games end, and how can gaming help us through real life situations?
1: All right, Walker, so what's made you pick up your sticks this week? Hey, what's up, man? Um... I've actually been playing a variety of games this week, uh, which I guess is my true nature to not be committed to any one game.
0: Yeah, this wow. is definitely much closer to normal to hear you say that, like, oh, I played like 12 games this week. Like, okay, yes.
1: Right, <laughs> right, right. Um, so let's see. So I played i played this game called Foundations, uh, which is a, a on Steam. It's a city builder that is uh, very charming aesthetically. And okay. I think, I think factory town might've done this also Factory town, another city builder that you would actually play yeah. me into. Um, but anyway, you can help me remember, but, but either way in, in foundations, you place buildings and then the workers create the roads between the buildings just by the paths that they take.
0: Okay, so factory, in factory town, town, no. So factory okay. town, you actually build the roads and okay. you like tier them up, and each tier of road does something a little bit different. Um, but I have always kind of wanted a game that does something more like that.
1: Yeah, well, so it's interesting because what you do is you zone you, the map. There's like a big overworld map, if you will, and it breaks the world up into hexagons okay. that are kind of big, but not not too huge. And so then what you do is as you play the game and accumulate gold, you can buy more hexes. So in the hex, like you build, you know, your lumber camp and, or or your, like your logging camp to cut down trees and then your sawmill to cut the trees into planks, right? Chopped wood into planks. And then instead of building houses, you actually just take an area and zone it. Um, just like with a, a brush, if you will, almost, and zone it as residential, and they automatically build houses there. Like so it's kind of like a Sim game,
0: City sort of thing.
1: Yeah, more like that, more like that. Except it's the scale of the game is much closer to like towns or factory town or uh, banished or right. I don't know. You know, the the population. I, I would be surprised if the population would ever exceed a thousand. I don't even know if it would get that high. You know, right. I mean. For me, I think I, the highest I've gotten is pr- probably like a hundred ish. Okay. Um, but yeah, so it's it's kind of cool because since you just paint it as a residential area, it um, the houses look different. The houses go in at different angles, and it just creates a lot more. And again, it's just all aesthetics, but it creates a lot more kind of natural look. Whereas right. I'm not artistically uh, gifted at all. So like, like as, as for example, as a kid, whenever it it was time to like doodle or something, or like just free draw, the only thing I ever did was draw like checkered patterns or something. That's like a very pattern driven thing that repeats over and over. So it's not, you know, cool looking at all. (laughs) And that's how I do in city builders. Also, whenever I don't, whenever I'm in charge of placing every last building, because I don't have some creative aesthetic thing in my head so instead I just math it you know <laughs>
0: it's it's funny because in in like city builders I end up like a 5-year-old crayon doodling which is just like squiggles and like it whereas in in a lot of other games that you know we've played especially that have like a sandbox element I get very creative and I've designed very elaborate things that look very nice but when it comes to like factorio or factory town or it's just spaghetti it just i have no concept of layout like it always starts with like i'm gonna i'm gonna lay out my iron processing area really efficiently and then everything past that is just garbage
1: (laughs) yeah i mean in factorio though that's kind of just that's kind of just i mean the game i think is almost designed knowing that that's how people are going to play like i don't know that you could not spaghetti in factorio unless you've played a lot before that's fair and even then i mean (laughs) it's still (laughs) in factorio it gets to a point where like i i will try and build these optimized layouts and then past a point i'm like you know what i don't care i'm just gonna rush to robots Mm -hmm. and then i don't have to think about these stupid belts ever again (laughs) um which kind of also, do, like, it's weird. Now I've completely gone on a team. I was going to say,
0: like, we were halfway through Foundation here. It's okay. Yeah. I'll get back to it, I okay. promise.
1: Um, in Factorio, <laughs> <laughs> which I haven't played this week, but I do love. It's, it's interesting because, like, the robots are kind of like this in-game goal that greatly simplifies the, the stress of the game. Right. Then once you get there also kind of like fast tracks the rest of the progress that you could make in the game because you no longer have belt jams, right? Just build more robots and it, you know, problem solved. Um, so I don't know. It's a, and I actually read a thing from the developer one time talking about how if they could go back, they would do it differently. But now people are so used to robots being that, that they can't take it away or the community would kind of revolt against them, right. you know? But they actually feel like it diminishes the gameplay in the end game, so they're kind of caught in a weird space because players already like it, but it's
0: Yeah, you can't take things it's really
1: hard to take things away. Right once they're already there. Well, and so they've tried to look at ways of like, well, how could we balance up belts to be more on par, but it's just it's just really challenging to Yeah. You could either make ro-
0: you could make robots, you know, really, really, really difficult to get, but people are either still going to rush to them, or just get mad that they can't get them at all now. Mm-hmm. And
1: yeah. So so back to foundations. Uh, now I got my factory out of my system. Um. So so foundations is interesting in that, like, again, you're not placing houses, you're building, you know, residential zones, and it's similar to a lot of other games where instead of having to assign an individual order to like chop this tree down, you just paint over a forest and say, this is an extraction zone. Which I think other games have that mechanic as well, or a similar yeah. mechanic. Um, but anyway, it, but you, all the production buildings you do place though. And okay. so then you, over time you make money and then you buy new hexes and then you expand your land into these, you know, your, your city into these new hexes. Um, the villagers do, gain skill in the job that they're assigned to. So they come in with zero in all skills, but then if you assign someone to Woodcutter, they can get up I think the highest of things is like level 5 Woodcutter. Okay, There's not really an indication of what that means. Mm. And they don't have traits or something that would Push you to like, oh well, this guy's going to be a good woodcutter or you know, right. whatever. Kind of like No Moria. No Moria had that to some extent, I think. Right. Like, where they have stats that then push them to
0: uh, Odd Realm
1: does too, which I okay,
0: N- not again another game that I haven't played very recently. But I actually think they just went into either a more official early access or even possibly like a beta release on Steam. Um, That's the one where there was like the undead ancient race or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So that one has skills and it has like maybe 20 different abilities and characters will have advantages or or pluses or minus in those abilities and each character can level up like 10 or 20 times something like that so you have a limited amount and they level up just as they do stuff so you want to make sure you prioritize the stuff that you want to hit max level with that character on because if you make everybody do everything they'll get to level 20 and have like five in all their skills
1: Mm. so Gotcha. Um, but yeah, so so Foundations is like... It, I mean, I probably played it for, I don't know, six hours on Saturday, just like straight through in a session. And it's enjoyable for that six hours. But once I got to the end of that six hours, I'd pretty much built everything that there was in the tech tree. You do eventually build like a Lord's Keep and then, um, and then build or assign villagers to be soldiers in the castle. And then you'll get a mission from the ambiguous, I'm doing air quotes, but the ambiguous kingdom. There's like a king that you don't actually ever see that issues you missions sometimes or quests. And so they'll they'll come to you and be like, hey, we've got a battle to fight. If you commit your troops to it, then we'll give you money. But there's no downside to committing your troops to it. And there's not any attack that ever happens to you directly. Um, so I don't know, I, I, I guess my, the, what I'm trying to get to is that like, it's, it's very aesthetically pleasing. It looks great and it it feels good to play and it feels very intuitive. And I like the, the way that, you know, designing the town kind of plays out, but after, and this is what I found with it when I, cause I picked it up actually, I don't know, probably six months ago and, and same deal played it for like a solid day straight. And I don't know, it, it just kind of runs out of stuff to do. And I don't really understand why I would be compelled to keep playing it. And like, there's different terrain type maps. Like I started on like the Hills map and there's one that's like rivers and one that's like a forest. And, and, and so I switched to another one of the map types, but I just really wasn't compelled to start over again. Cause I don't actually understand what, what the, the point beyond that is, I guess. Um, so, I don't know. It's kind of a mixed bag. Like, I like it, and it's a cheap game, so probably I've gotten, you know, plenty of value out of it. It's not that I feel ripped off or something. It's just, uh, I don't know. Like, I want, I wanted to feel more compelled to continue going. Does, does that make sense?
0: No, that makes total sense. And uh, I was trying to see here if that's the one that I think it is... Yeah, so there's a game that I've had on my wishlist for a while um, that I think is in – it's leaving early access, and uh, it's coming out on full release, but I haven't quite got – I was waiting for full release, and I haven't gotten it yet, regardless of any number of sales or anything. I've just got to be in there. I will pay full price for a game. I don't care about the sale. It's really just the mood that I'm in. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's called Rise to Ruins, Hmm. and it's a – it's like a village sim. But it's also like a tower defense. So it's kind of like... Have you seen like They Are Billions? Uh-huh. So it's it's ISK like that, except it's more like a city colony management sim. Mm. Um, with this like... At night, there are goblins and monsters and stuff that. Is, but they they have like a little bit of Rim World, a little bit of Black and White, a little bit of Dwarf Fortress, and a little bit of like Sanctum, where it's just you know tower defense type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's one of those again. It's it's that it's that counterpoint, which is it's always such a fine line because in a lot of like village or city management sim type games, you want something even kind of in Factorio, that is an antagonist, right? That can mm-hmm. ruin your stuff, like whether it be mm-hmm. the bug aliens and the pollution or or just resources or whatever. Something that is an antagonist to work against your progress, but you also don't want, you know, and some games just choose for that to be the primary thing. Like it's all just, like they are billions. It's li- mm-hmm. it's all just defensive structures to survive the zombies. Mm-hmm. Um, But I, I tend to, not really like games like that because i want some antagonists to keep me playing and to give me a reason to play but right. not so much of one that if i'm not hyper engaged in min maxing that i will just fail
1: yeah i i can't decide if i'm actually just a, a broken um gamer and maybe person because i find in games that i'm in like factorio this was true actually where I just chase the tech tree, and once yeah. the tech tree is done, then I'm kind of like, meh. I, I mean, I mean, I have doing? that.
0: I have that in a lot of things where, like, it like in Factorio, I didn't care about launching the rocket, like, and, and there were some mods for Factorio that made it a little bit more, it like at least engrossed the story a little bit more where you were like, you could grow food and crops and send those back to whatever. Mm-hmm. you're like actually preparing this planet for terraforming or whatever to bring people in. Um, and, and that was kind of interesting, gave a little bit more reason to why I'm building some of the things that I'm building. Um, but I, I have to agree in some senses that I will... So it's, and I guess maybe I thought that it was just at random I got done with games, but I think that there is a lot of that, like, while I've seen most of the things that this game has to offer, so I don't have a lot of other reason. Like, I'm not going to make an aesthetic factory. I'm not going to be one of those people on Imgur that has, like, you know, builds a video screen that, that plays, you know, Darude Sam Storm's music video in led lights, like with sat, like, no, I just, which is a thing people you can look up. It's ridiculous and amazing, but <laughs>
1: well, I think it really, I think it ties into, um, to the discussion we were having last week and we'll get into again here in a, in a moment, I'm sure. But um, about, you know, like the way that you're playing Minecraft or or, or the discussion that we had on the episode where we talked about, you know, emergent gameplay and, and, and that sort of stuff where it's like, if you can get into it and be immersed in it via like some, some form of role playing, I mean, you don't have to write up a character sheet, but, but like some, some extra level of immersion, then I think you can break past that. I mean, yeah. Minecraft's an excellent example where the tech tree in Minecraft is laughable, especially right. vanilla, right, without any mods. So that can't be what pulls you through. Because right. if, if getting a diamond suit of armor or a diamond pickaxe or whatever is your goal, then uh, you can be done with Minecraft in a couple of hours, you know right. what I mean? Um, so I, I don't know. like I, I, And there's another game called Surviving Mars that I think... I've played a lot and I think I, I think maybe I gifted it to you recently or maybe you got it for free. I've I've, both, I think is true. (laughs) But like that game is, is very similar to my experience with foundations where like, it's a really pretty game Um, surviving Mars. You start out with these little robots and you can set up, you get like transport trucks and you can set up routes, and the trucks automatically go pick up, you know, waste or, or output from one place and can drive it and drop it off at another place. And, I just love watching, you know, it's the ant farm effect we've talked about. Like, it, I just love watching these little things scurry around. But once I get towards the end of it, I just kind of, and uh, again, <laughs> maybe I'm just a, a crazy person because maybe I'm just, reach have reached the end of the game. I mean, I don't complain if I get to the end of well, Mario and save the princess that I don't feel like saving her again. Like, No,
0: you know I think it is, I think it's kind of, it, it probably branches off pretty deeply into a discussion on game loops and if your primary game loop is move up the tech tree and you Hmm. don't have any other game loops yeah that are engaging even if there are other loops there like you said sure there may be a lord and some quests and stuff but if those don't have solid benefits or you know risks to you know a risk reward system attached then there's the primary game loop ends at completed tech tree And Mm -hmm. sure, you can say that there are creative things left past that, but it sounds like in this, there's less of that because it's mostly just, you know, painting the zones down and then the creative elements. So even that is some of that is taken away from you.
1: Um, So, I
0: mean, I think that there's, I think there's something to be said that and that doesn't make it a bad game.
1: No, Um, no, no. I don't think that.
0: Yeah. I I think that especially, you know, if you say you put six hours into something, then I think that a lot of other people can get thirty out of it easily, and that's not a, that's not to say anything poorly about. It's just like you you're very aggressive about like if a game doesn't hook you within the first hour or two, you're done with it. Yeah, and I will put twenty hours into a game before I question my life with something. No Man's Sky, <laughs> right? But, uh. Yeah. So I mean I, it's it does say a lot to, to if you give it a weekend of approval, then I think a lot of people can get at least a good solid. Is it still so is it full release? Are they doing more development on it?
1: Um let me look and see actually. As far as I know, I believe that it is full release because the I was playing version like one dot four or okay. something. Um oh, actually it's not as cheap as I thought. I thought I got it for it's it's actually so it is or it is early access. Um but it is it has been updated like i had i i was playing on like 1.1 in like april and 1.4 just released on october 9th it shows okay so they're they're engaged you know what i mean
0: well and even something like i mean factory town i'm kind of on hold with cuz i got it and they've updated a lot of things since you know we played it there's whole additional layered systems to it now um which are really interesting where you can go put like pipes beneath the ground and stuff um, and actually have that be another whole system. But they've, they've been updating that a lot. And it's one of those things where it's like, I enjoyed the time that I had with it and I think I'll enjoy it again, but I'm going to wait until the majority of gameplay changes get more solidified. Um, yeah. Cause even though I'm excited for the little changes, I'm not excited enough to constantly be remaking a world every you right. know week
1: or something for that. So, yeah. Yeah. It looks like, uh, it looks like it normally is 30 is what foundation is. So not as cheap as I thought it was. Uh, I mean, that's still not 60, you know? Right. Um, and it, again, it's very aesthetically pleasing. It runs well, the stuff it's supposed to do. Like I didn't encounter any point where I thought I was dealing with a bug. Um, nor did I encounter things that I thought were unfair, like, like in banished where I had enough food for my town but then Jane ran out of food in her house and so she went and emptied the town storehouse <laughs> to put to make sure that her cabinets at home were full and it's like i get i get that the ai wants to fill its house but can we not kill the entire <laughs> colony so that jane's cabinets are full so that she has peace of mind
0: uh, the
1: answer is no and the colony died and i <laughs> curse jane to this day um so Foundation didn't have any moments like that. But yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a fun it's a fun little game. It's it's relaxing for sure. It's not it, it it's not like Banished or it's not like Factorio where you're having to solve complicated problems or where you're on the brink of death constantly. Right. Um it's and there's little things that kind of I think to some extent probably I hope they fix eventually that kind of probably add to that feeling like for example there are berry bushes. Will you build a little gatherer's hut? Well, you would think that one gatherer's hut would take up a clump of berry bushes, right? But it turns out that the game isn't designed that way. And so actually you can put infinite gatherers uh, huts around a single berry bush. So it kind of eliminates any real struggle for food. because like I don't
0: of, need to find more than one berry bush. One berry bush and a hundred gathering huts, and I'm
1: good for life. Right. Now, I mean, your town would look kind of silly because you have mm-hmm. that many gathering huts. And so if you care about the aesthetics of it. Right. But you know for me like once my town started to grow and i started to i I noticed my berry supply was dropping instead of increasing well okay i'm just gonna add some more gatherers huts you know right because there's also not another way to quickly get more food um because like there is a wheat farm and that sort of stuff but you're also limited on how much land you have because of those hexagon tiles so if you don't have enough money to buy a new hexagon tile you might not have room to build farms to make food, you know, extra sources of food. So, there are some things that I think I hope that they tweak as time goes on to maybe slightly increase the difficulty or the challenge. I- again, not in such a way that it feels that it's like the Dark Souls of city builders or something, but just. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think Banished already fills that role. <laughs> yeah, that is accurate. That is accurate. Um, <laughs> which Banished is great too. I say that Banished was an awesome time. It is when amazing. I game. it. Yeah. But I have been, it also, it also punked me a bit. It is, hum, it is a humbling game. Yeah. Yeah. Like,
0: it'll take what you think, like, I'm a gamer, I know city builders, and it will, it'll sit you down and it'll set everything on fire and it'll make you feel like, wow, that was like 12 hours gone in an instant.
1: Mm hmm. So, um, I'm just going to selfishly keep going and talking about yeah. what I've been yeah. playing. Hit it. No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that was, so we're through one day of the last week. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have an addiction. Gaming addiction isn't real. Um, I actually don't think it's real. But anyway, so I uh, I also played more WoW Classic, um, which I don't have a ton to add to that. I mean, it's the same sentiment I always have, which is that I can play by myself. And I, I played by myself for... I don't know, a few hours, um, one day and actually a couple different days and it's fine. Um, but it, I don't know, playing, playing solo just gets to be tedious feeling for me pretty quick. And, uh, if I can play with a buddy, then that's way more fun. So I've done that except now, you know, the max level in WoW Classic is 60. Most people are trying to, to get a character to 60 to be at the, you know, max level, which is understandable. I, however, now have one character, my my main, in air quotes, is 29. (laughs) Uh, And then I've got another at like 23, and another at like 20, and another at like 15. (laughs) And so most of my friends all that play already have 60s and are like, you're never going to get to 60 (laughs) doing this. Like, what are you doing? You know, and and it's just, and I keep explaining to them, and I think they think that I'm weird, which is fair. Um, I just, I don't really care. Like being max level in an MMO, if you've never done it, is 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 something to to achieve. Right. Um, I've played over thirty MMOs. Now I haven't been max level in thirty MMOs. I don't mean that, but I've done this a lot, and I have been to max level in several MMOs, and I have done the the highest level raid content in some games and i've done the highest level pvp content in some games and not that i was ever a world first raider or the number one ranked pvp or i'm not trying to make it sound like i was some god among men the gaming you've been and... to that point right i've had the best equipment and i've seen what that looks like and and, it, and not that it wasn't fun and not that it shouldn't ever be pursued but it it also is like i remember one time when i was now this isn't about being max level i guess but it's one time I was playing WoW. This was ten years ago, and the Wrath of the Lich King expansion, which was the third expansion. And there was this achievement that you could get where you had to do. It was like a meta achievement where you had to do all these sub achievements in all of the dungeons. And once you completed all of those, then you got this meta achievement, and you unlock this dragon mount. Okay. And so, and that was the only way to get that mount. And so, for a couple of weeks, I got different people together, and we were and everyone was trying to get these dungeon achievements so we all got together and did them and eventually got this meta achievement and i was it was like i was really into trying to get that for that couple of weeks right get it go get the dragon go out to an area where i can fly summon the dragon fly up in the air fly in a circle three or four times land log out and then didn't play for like four months right because the the status of having that is actually empty you know what i mean like it doesn't it doesn't really mean anything it flies just like my other non-dragon mount flew right um and i guess that's my point the reason i compare that to getting to max level is simply that like you know now if you want to raid and that's the whole reason you play then yeah you should get to max level because that's the only place that gameplay experience is available right but other than that the rest of the game is basically the same game whether you're level Fifteen or level 60 other than you don't have as many abilities and you know not that there's no differences but for me the fun of it is playing with someone and so it's like I might I mean I I think I will eventually get to 60 on some character but I would rather play at level 20 for another two months with random characters with different friends and have the experience of co-oping that with a buddy and and that adventure time right than I would play at 60 by myself. You know what I mean? No, or...
0: 100%. And I think that's I think that's a much more, like, like, not legit, but I guess, like, honorable kind of way to play. Like, there's a lot of games. Um, there was a discussion on uh, this week's, uh, or maybe it was last week's. There's a recent Butterscotch Shenanigans, uh, Coffee with Butterscotch podcast, where they talk about, uh, like, Destiny 2, like, going back and, and replaying that. And how all of the story content, now that it's free to play, was just dropped. And that they had like a tutorial mission, and then just a guy that said, literally, like, your objective is to get to power level 770, and you can do some of these activities to do it. And they're like, the game is so empty, it's literally saying, do some activities. And like, (laughs) that's the quest name. (laughs) <laughs> and and they're just like whole but it's so it's one of those things and, and they talk about how this is there's several games that are suffering from this like eve and even like you know modern wow and stuff where you a new player to wow there's there's so much content to wow that you could start kind of and this is why i think wow classic is kind of coming out and i think why a lot of games because games as a service is just an evolution of the old subscription MMO model, right? Yeah. But a lot of them are struggling with... There comes a point where you new player acquisition is less important because you want to maintain your current pair, player base, so you cater to them. However, that can only get you so far. And if you don't maintain any sort of new player acquisition in your game... When a new person does come in, you have, like, one of two options. You can either play WoW from, like, start level all the way through and learn the mechanics and maybe do it solo because there's nobody at your level to play with. Or you can just boost a character up to, like, 10 levels prior to max and have 400 abilities. And, like, if I were to jump into WoW, like, modern WoW today, I would have... I would have to read a ton of information to learn how to play or have somebody coach me like play with you or something. But if I were to go in and like, I didn't have you bring me in and just like, man, people have been talking about wow for 10 years. I'm going to go play and jump (laughs) in. Like I'm, I'm okay. So I'm going to boost a character. I don't know what that means. Let's do it. Oh, I have 400. Keybinds now available for abilities or whatever like hyperbole for effect but it's not far from the truth where there's just a lot of games are like that where the the old guard have to have new stuff to keep them busy but that comes at the alienation of like destiny's free-to-play nukes the story and it doesn't matter what you're doing because it's just go do raid content And literally, the quest giver is like, hey, you need to get 10 levels up so that you can go do
1: raid content. And that's like literally what they're just saying to you. Yeah, from what I understand, which I haven't gone back and played it since it switched over to Steam and and free-to-play. But from what I understand, you can still do the old story content, but it's not... It used to be that you had to play through that. Like, that was what pulled you through to... Because in Destiny, it's weird. In Destiny, there's levels right like character levels that are independent of, of your, your, your like score power levels yeah. or whatever right um but the, the character levels i don't know what the relevance or significance well
0: of those it, are. originally it unlocked your powers and abilities and allowed you to get mm-hmm. like your allowed you to get higher gear store and stuff but now you just basically start at level 20 with all of your mm. powers and abilities and then they say get 10 20 more gear score to move up or whatever
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and sure, I guess you can go back and play some of that but again, it's the why and that new player introduction was very confusing for you know and, and and games like Eve a lot of the a lot of the older MMOs are starting to show some of this that have stuck around and survived Eve is struggling with it where a lot of players have, The best ships and are becoming risk averse because it's expensive to replace them so big wars aren't happening a lot of the a lot of things have settled and and so a lot of people aren't going out and doing crazy things and taking big risks because it's too dangerous and new players aren't joining at enough of a rate to to cause any change there because there's so much to get through as a new player that i think a lot of a lot of games and a lot of games that are trying to become games as a service are going to struggle with that. And I think WoW classic is the first real attempt at a, a major studio trying to handle this by saying like, if you were to play through all of wow content end to end, you could play for two years and still not see it all, you know? So I think that doing this is, you know, and which I, I mean, there are other, like, what was it? Not runescape. Um, Was it? Um, like incremental servers that would release, but a yeah, lot I mean, of them were
1: yeah. Everquest, Everquest does that progression yeah. servers. There we go. going to say WoW isn't really the first one. Now WoW is the biggest MMO, right. so it you know is certainly notable for that. Um, but yeah, Everquest has progression servers. Um, and Everquest actually greenlights which Blizzard wasn't willing to do, but, but like just just at the end of uh, towards the end of October, um. There was a a Project 99, or Project 1999, one of those two, that is basically an an EverQuest 1 private server. And they actually rolled out a new Project 99 server. But again, this is independent of the company that Daybreak Games, I think, that manages uh, EverQuest 1 now. And it's actually starting, it starts... When EverQuest One started in the 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 state that it was in, so on like day. as well, and they're and they're literally doing patches on the exact wow. same timeline that originally it was done. Which, like, WoW Classic isn't doing that. Right. WoW Classic is rolling out content similar to how it originally came out, even though that's a little varied. But as far as patches and balancing, it's all how it was at the very end of wow Classic right. before the first expansion came out um but it's an interesting it's an interesting problem that i actually don't know what the solution to is because dark age of camelot which was the first mmo i played it did the opposite of what wow does so what wow does is every expansion it increases the level cap and increases the power of the gear right. in the new expansion so that even before you're, like, you know, again, in WoW Classic, just to use an example, in WoW Classic, level 60. Well, the first expansion was Burning Crusade, that up the level cap to 70. Well, even if you had all of the very best gear from WoW Classic, from raiding and everything, right, all best and select gear, by mid-60s, so still even before you hit 70, by mid-60s, you, you would have replaced all of your gear with Burning Crusade quest gear, right? Right. And if you didn't have best in slot gear, like if you just had normal gear from WoW Classic, uh, then you would replace it with the expansion gear very early into right. the leveling. So that creates the problem that you're talking about, where it constantly is adding more and more. And it's like, you know, the later into that life cycle you get, it almost becomes harder to follow. Except that because they, they increase the level cap and because they increase the, the gear power so much, it basically enables new players to jump in and start with everyone else again. Right. So if you've never played wow. And you started at a new expansion. You are right that you would have to boost a character and there's going to be a learning curve to it. However, you don't have to go through. I don't have to play two years to catch up. 10. Right. The last 10 years of content. Sorry. Not that it would take 10 years to get through it. You're right. Um, Well, what Dark Age of Camelot did was they never increased the level cap, so it was always level 50, but they had, I mean, they eventually had, like, five expansions, but after the first two expansions, even, um, what they did is instead of increasing the base level cap, they introduced alternative leveling paths, so, like, at first it's like... Like uh, new starter zones and... Well, like, like master levels. Okay. So now you're level 50, but you can also get to master level 10. Okay. Right. So, so what the the problem with that though, is on the one hand, it makes it so that you're not constantly jumping to new stuff. And it kind of keeps the, the other problem with wow expansions is that you've got this really vast world. But really, the world is just whatever continent or whatever map the latest expansion is, because everything else before it is junk. You right. know what I mean? Like, there's, Once you get through it, you would never go back. Well, when everything's level 50, like in Camelot, then that's not true. However, it becomes so hard for new players to get in because they have to go. They have to progress through all the content because they can't jump into the latest expansions, raids because they don't have the gear that will enable them to do that. Whereas in WoW, with their model, you can jump into the latest expansion's raids pretty easily because all of the old gear is invalid anyway.
0: Yeah, I think really what it kind of boils down to, at least in my eyes, which has been something that, I mean, I believe this whole time, and part of the reason why I've not been the biggest MMO chaser is that it's just a very difficult model to manage. Like Games (laughs) as a service is not easy. It may be profitable, but making it fun and enjoyable for all types is like you almost have to <laughs> gate off and say, we're not accepting new players, like period. If you weren't a player before this date, too bad or whatever. I mean, not that that should be the way, but it's it's it almost seems that way in some senses because it, it is just difficult to manage that type of content. And it's it's hard in a lot of games where, I mean, even games that aren't really like that where it's hard to continue having the feeling of progression you can progress by getting more levels and you could be 180 you know level with uh you know like diablo like paragon 400 or whatever Mm -hmm. but you don't actually feel any more powerful like and and i a lot of games where like I mean, even games like Warframe and Destiny have that, where you can keep getting better and better gear and leveling up and leveling up and leveling up, And the but the level 910 level dudes are the same exact dudes that they were at level 5, and they take the same exact amount to kill. So like a level 100 WoW player that's going and killing you know, dire wolves at 100 or something like that everything you can't keep if you were a god character that killed this immortal boss it, it, and then you're not gonna go kill direwolves and they're not gonna be difficult like it, but right. giving that feeling of progression where like it's even harder than it used to be well if that was true then these things would have ruled the world and I wouldn't have been killing pigs at level one because there right. would be none because these ultra monsters would have dominated the entire planet by now like yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Dark Age Camelot, though, it, it ultimately did I think I mean it still exists, so it's not like it's offline, but I think ultimately it its demise was that to be a new player in that, if you if you wanted to be competitive with the top gear, which the end game of that, there was some rating stuff, especially after the second expansion, but it was largely a PvP game. And so having the best gear matters to be competitive in PvP, right? And you just had literal hundreds and hundreds of hours of gameplay just to, just to try and get caught up. Right. And turn people off because it was just too much. So the WoW Destiny model seems to be a model that at least does enable new players to still join. But you're absolutely right that it kind of at the cost of like any sense of you know continuity or world building right. because you just have to skip everything
0: one of the things that i do kind of like is like the diablo 3 like seasons like path of exile Mm the same way too i think that's a good way of doing things where you can it, it puts time for the developers to build the next content update and it resets players that are ladder playing or like you can have it separate from like even your your in diablo or path of exile you can have a seasonal character and a non-seasonal character right Mm -hmm. and maybe one gives some benefits to the other but it, it at least puts a point where like it which i think is kind of what wow classic is it's kind of like wow season two right where they could probably literally stop making wow content and just start doing two year seasons of wow play where they go th- where one server progresses through all of the content f- over the course of two years, and maybe they add new content into those seasons, where like on season three, when you start off on Wow Classic, maybe there's a new zone. Maybe there's and stuff that in Wow Classic that looks in the same art style, in the same field, same quests, same like branch out some of those early stories further. So there's still new content to discover, but it's still early in the progression of the game. Right. And and I, so I think Seasons is a good way to do it. I don't think it's the only way, but I, I like it. I think it's a good concept.
1: I think Path of Exile, I mean, certainly it's a very popular game, so it's not like we need to shed light on it or something, but that's an excellent point. And I think that they probably do the most interesting version of that that I've ever seen. Like Diablo will introduce some kind of new mechanics or like new legendaries or you know, whatever there, there's little things they do. Right. But Path of Exile brings in entirely new mechanics. Oh yeah. And if it's good enough, then they'll actually add it to the the default or standard game. And if it's not, then it's out for three months and then and then it's gone. They move on to the next. That, like and, yeah. when Cursed Gems
0: came out, that was like, holy crap! Like you have a really difficult choice to make, and that choice is permanent. Right. And like, that was just really cool. I liked it. I thought it was really fun. And I think that eventually made it in some form into the base game. And and mm-hmm. I, like you said, I think adding, it's a good. It allows them to experiment. Yeah. And, and take something really wild and different. And if nobody likes it, like, especially if that's the norm that's established up front, the player mm-hmm. base isn't going to abandon the game permanently. They're going to ban the game for three months, wait for the next season, sign up for a notice when the next season comes out. And come mm-hmm. back and see what happens then. And so yeah. I, I think that thinking that your player base is going to be the same forever is dangerous. A- and exponential profits are dangerous. But if you allow your player base to fluctuate and say, we're going to experiment so hard that we're going to lose some players. But the next experiment, will get some of those back and lose some of the ones that we kept, you know, but just keep on changing I think overall, and it leaves it open. So if you don't want to play season, you still get all the benefits of the best seasons. Like the best seasonal stuff is in default Path of Exile, so you still get a playthrough if you want to play through just you and me without a rush or anything. We still get the advance, all of the best things that came out of those experiments, and none of the bad stuff.
1: Right. So awesome. Right. Yeah. I mean, the thing, the thing with WoW Classic also that's that's a bit different. And not even, I mean, I think the real reason, well, for me, I'll just say, (laughs) for me, the reason that WoW Classic is appealing, because I actually, because to play WoW Classic, you have to pay a sub, right? They have to pay the $15 a month. Well, that also includes a retail WoW sub, right? So it's, you get both for one. And I, of course, own every WoW expansion. So arguably I could be playing retail or modern WoW also or now, right? Because I've already subbed for it. And I've been tempted because there's so much content. Like, there's so much stuff in modern WoW that that there isn't in WoW Classic. You know, whether that be flying mounts or little aesthetic pets or the little Pokemon battles you can do with those pets or new trade skills or whatever. But the difference is, is that modern WoW is so... And I think I think it's because it's in an, an attempt to constantly be more accessible, so that they can pull new players in. Right. They they constantly take things away. So, and when I say that, I just like it's, which that sounds confusing because I just said there's more content, but like traits and tech trees and stuff or, or skill trees and are just, removed and or watered and down. Just difficulty, like just difficulty, like in my in WoW Classic, if I just questing, I can die if I pull three mobs of the same of the same level like i have to run from that fight right in retail wow it's it it can be difficult to die like it can be challenging to find a little bit more diablo-esque it is and 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 i get it because it allows it it, what it does is it softens that learning curve that you were talking about where it's like well now i have 400 abilities right like well yeah but if you're not that great at them it doesn't really matter because you know, whatever. It's not, they're it, all it's, pretty much the same anyway. So, <laughs> right. And all the classes kind of are homogenized so that like in modern WoW, every class has an ability to heal itself. Right. And every class at ha- you know, just uh, there's every class has basically a mechanic where you spam one or two abilities in order to try and proc a new ability that's only active when it procs and it literally highlights it on your hot bar with a flashing circle around. It. It's like now press this. Right. Classic. Wow. Doesn't, doesn't work that way. You know, um, I, all of that is just to say that I don't think it's exclusively the popularity of wow classic. I don't think it's exclusively just because people are, are trying to reset like in the amount of story and stuff that they have to get through. It, it's also just a, a, again, a throwback to an older genre of game. For sure. Um, that that doesn't get made anymore, really, and I don't know, I don't know why it won't. I, I don't know because clearly there's a demand for it. Yeah, I think it's just that it's really expensive and and hard to make, um, and hard to, hard to know if you're going to get it right because there's a lot of MMOs that checked all the boxes yeah. that Wow checks and failed, like Warhammer Online. Yeah,
0: I, I, I War- think some of that too is, like you said, it's a lot more of a gamble for any game to be made. Like, right, it, right. It, it, that's why we see Call of Duty 19 or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. it's just safe and it's gonna make money,
1: so right. And I mean, especially if it's online, massively multiplayer, because then there's a whole bunch of other coding and infrastructure that you right. have to have in place just to support the network of everyone playing together, not even the game. Whereas a game like Foundations that I was talking about. You can easily you know that that doesn't require any of it. once you Single put it form. out there yeah right and and while it's aesthetically pleasing, I'm certain that the art requirements of foundations does not even come close to what wow right. <laughs> has to do right um so that's, anyway that's uh,
0: oh, uh I was gonna say that's
1: that's two games in right what else have you i i i actually i have one more point okay, I'd like yeah, to yeah, I know for sure. <laughs> and that's simply that the idea that you were talking about with seasons is something that is kind of in place um and i think that you are actually completely right about that and i think it's i think it will be interesting to see as as developers move towards it so like in guild wars 2 there's this there's multiple ways to play but one of the ways is world versus world which is server versus server right. pvp well that is on i think it's like a month or two month or three month i don't know it's on a timeline where your servers fight for so long and then there's declared a winner and a loser and the winner. And then what it does is it reshuffles who is what servers are fighting who so that the servers who did well fight against other servers who did well and the losers get pushed to the bottom. So it's cool because it's a reset point. Um, Well, there's another, there's another game coming out called Crowfall that, is a pvp-based game ultimately it's a guild versus guild kind of thing but what they're doing is your character is persistent and there are items you have like a vault that you can put items into and then those are persistent but the actual servers are all campaign servers so the servers all last for predetermined amounts of time now this game is still in like alpha or maybe beta now but i'm pretty sure it's alpha so it's not out yet in full release but the idea being that like you don't have to level a brand new character every time but there is a a definitive endpoint, and the resources on a map eventually do run out right um and and then eventually the world ends with some cataclysmic event and the servers shut off and and it starts over but then what they're also doing is they're playing with some interesting ideas where, like, they're going to have servers that are only dwarfs versus elves. So if you already okay, have a level okay. 50 character, awesome. If it's a dwarf or an elf, bring it in. But if your level 50 character is a human, if you want to play on the dwarves elves only server, you will have to roll a new character.
0: That's kind of cool. I like that. And, I mean, I think that there are other games that are doing – like, I mean, there are games that do stuff similar, like – um Hell Divers has kind of a season mm-hmm, type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, what's the Foxhole has yep. you know, a, yep. and a lot of games are taking on the idea of like battle pass instead of season pass, which is k- kind of in there, but it's usually for like cosmetic type stuff or unlocks or whatever. I-, I think that they're all approaching a good idea, and I think that that's going to be the only way to really make that work
1: yeah i think that it's you know you were talking about games as servers service can be challenging to do and i think a big part of that is um is that games are afraid to put an endpoint because like in an mmo like wow or dark age game like you don't want there to be an end point because you want people to play for our destiny you don't want there to be an end right but i think that that's actually kind of confusing because what other game is there no end? I mean, you don't play poker indefinitely. You don't, you know, you don't right. play basketball indefinitely. You know, a lot of that too comes
0: down to that, that the finance side, the bottom line side, especially on publicly traded stuff where it's like you have to make exponential money and you can't take those risks that could lose you players even to gain other players because that would just be a wash you have mm-hmm. to make more money, and 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 I get it to a point, and it's a, unfortunate to a point, and it helps to, to on some other ends, but I, I think all in all, in the end, the market will force the adjustments, right? Like there were a lot of MMOs that also were not good, and or oh, got nice. a little bit of things right, but failed at others, and they either mm-hmm. changed their models or became free to play or just vanished. Mm -hmm. and to some point, that's okay. There's a lot of single-player story-driven games that didn't do it right. There's a lot of indie games that are doing it right, and I think that, you know, there's always some of that, like there's an indie game that has some breakout success and then every corporation tries to mimic them, and some of them get that and some of them don't, and so I don't know. I think overall, I think there's some progression or maybe even regression towards a mean where... There's a lot of things that the old guard MMOs did right that the games as a service models are trying to find out ways to integrate those types of things into third person shooters, first person shooters, RPGs, whatever, to to get some of that model in, and they're having to experiment with some different ways of doing it. And some of those will be marketable, and some of them won't.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's definitely not a um, not a known quantity science kind of thing, right? Yeah, has to. <laughs> yeah otherwise, the best games would just exist, and that's all we talk about <laughs> right right um so I did play another game, however, I didn't anticipate that I would have talked for this long about those two <laughs> topics um, so that's fine, uh, so why don't we actually ask you what had what have you picked up your sticks to play in the last week before I go on another hour <laughs>
0: well we it may it may um literally the same thing, and more of which is so minecraft. Um mm-hmm. I've continued my Minecraft world. I am at this exact moment on day one ninety-nine uh in-game day and I've completed I am also on page ninety eight of my second uh like pen and quill book or whatever the Mine Increase my-
1: have a page limit?
0: Huh? Yeah they have a hundred page page limit for the book okay. and quill okay. yeah so I filled up 100 pages through. I don't. I think it was literally like like my day 100 or just after was right at around 100 pages. And it, it's not that I write every single night. It's just mm-hmm. every two to five nights I fill two to five pages. Mm-hmm. And so when I have something interesting to talk about, I put it into the journal. Uh, I'm on my third photo album. Which I am Hmm. now like throwing into the anvil when I'm done to label what days the pictures within it. So like, the first one is like days one to a hundred. The second one is like days one hundred one to like one hundred fifty because I took a bunch of pictures. A bunch of stuff happened, Um, and I've added a couple of more mods as I pretty much refresh Curse mods for one point fourteen point four by last updated every about twice a day, once in the morning and once at night. Mostly because there's a couple of mods that I really do want in the game that I'm hoping update to this version. Mm. And I'll pick up any of the others that add some little things. Like As long as it doesn't require too much world gen, because I've already generated a lot of chunks, so I don't have to go too far. Um, So I'm not changing the fundamental game that much, but I am adding little things here and there. Um, I thought that I was going to hit a wall. In fact, a couple of days ago... I thought I was like, eh, okay, I got to the point where, like, I completed the the project that I had been showing you, which was a, a functional windmill uh, and a workshop. And it was like, I'll, I'll get to more about what that is. But first, just kind of like, well, I finished a build. I'm kind of done. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, let me at least go t- look at a couple of things in these other mods that I've had loaded for so long that I haven't actually explored yet. One of them was the giant red portals that appear at night. And so the other night I was like, all right, well, I'm pretty much done anyway, so whatever. Uh, let's jump in and see what this is about. So if I can't find my way back, whatever. So I, I like made an extra book and quill, made an extra photo album, had a bunch of camera and paper stuff, had some like seeds and dirt in case I needed to grow food, like a few essentials, Jumped into the portal with a full set of, of decently enchanted gear. And, um, so jumped in and it was gorgeous. So this was the midnight mod, I believe, which includes Mm -hmm. like the twilight forest, I think is what it is. Oh my God. It's so pretty there. And there's so much more stuff there too. There's a whole, I mean, it's a whole zone, like the nether sort of thing. Um, And I could get back fairly easily. The portals open back up at night and take you to about the same coordinates back in in one zone to the other. So I actually stayed like half a night there because there was a portal just directly below me. And I was like, how far away from home does this put me? Not far, Mm. like right almost where the portal put me in. I was like, cool. So now I'm excited because not just to explore that zone, but because i want so i'm in this bog area right and the area where my main house is is like this marshy area there's a bunch of big ponds in it but i'm next to several different other types of bogs so there's like uh, uh different one of them is like a mushroom forest and one of them is just a bunch of berry bushes and kind of autumn colored stuff and since i'm next to this mushroom forest And the world that I can go to is literally this like midnight mushroom place. Um, I want to take a bunch of those blocks back and then take some designs that I've seen of like mushroom and fungus style houses and build them with these midnight mushroom colors, which are all like neon greens and pastel neon colors that are really cool. And so I want to build what would be these like white and red mushroom houses, except out of this blue and green material. Mm-hmm. And I want to build a village out of them and like, and put them off in the mushroom biome. And, and so much more story just exploded in my head about how I want to handle that, mm-hmm. that it's just like, well, I, I'm maybe that lasts a week, maybe it happens, maybe it doesn't. But for now I'm like right back in. And and with that too, so you've been following wrong. You you had mentioned, you know, off off air how impressed you were with some of the stuff. There's one specific mod which unfortunately has the worst SEO ever, which is called Create. So oh my god,
1: it's so hard to find. Yeah, googling no. on Minecraft Create is not going to find you that. <laughs> well, especially if you if you Google like I did the because I think it's actually called to create maybe maybe or something. Yeah, yeah or on create or whatever yeah yeah but create. So I Googled Minecraft Create Mod. Well, what that does is returns a ton of results about how to create a mod for Minecraft. <laughs> yep. It's like, no, no, that's not what I want. Anyway, go yeah, on. Yeah,
0: so it's this, it's a it's an ingenious mod. It's probably one of the most impressive mods I've seen in a long time. And it doesn't add that it doesn't add more content than it should. And it adds a lot of the same functionality that a lot of other mods do, just in a completely different way. So it is a kind of tech progression mod. But that tech progression comes from essentially moving objects. So, the main things added by the mod are the ability for objects to rotate in real space. So, this means actual spinning windmills. And those windmills spin by having uh, uh, wool blocks attached to, you get like basically a, a pivot point, and you could put some sticky, like, gel like it's a sticky piston and you attach blocks to it and you can select the radius that it'll stick blocks to and then if any of those blocks are wool blocks it'll generate torque based on how many wool blocks there are so there's not actual wind but you can generate faster and faster windmills by having more and more wool blocks
1: on it the bigger it is the more torque you'll
0: get right and but what it does is it takes it a, so you can just do that to make aesthetically pleasing windmill that spins awesome, but it takes it a step further by adding gears, shafts, gearboxes, and and other things in there in that mix, um, which utilize that torque, and it and it's it is real torque and it's ants or speed so. What does that mean? That means you can add these like shafts and gears to things. You can take the torque that's generated by the windmill, and if you want to change the direction, you have to put two gears into a corner to make a right angle, right? And that gives you another direction that starts spinning. And the gears actually work with each other. The teeth mesh with each other. A small gear and a big gear is a two-to-one ratio. So if you want something to spin faster, a big gear spinning a little gear, faster. Um, And then you can take this this rotational energy, and you can uh, use it to spin a drill bit. And this drill bit will break any block that's in front of it at a speed or proportional to what the block's made of and how fast it's spinning. Um, you can use this rotational energy. And if you set up two gearboxes next to each other so that the you're rotating two objects kind of against each other, you can essentially put these giant crushing wheels. And if the crushing wheels are spinning in opposite directions in like a three block space, you can literally use that to bulk process items. Like if you throw in iron ore to the top of this little thing, it'll get sucked into these two crushing wheels and generate more iron bars and iron nuggets on top of that with like a 50% chance for even more. So so it adds this tech progression and there are pistons and uh, auto farming things that can be added. There's like saw blades and but they're all blocks that move. So the pistons don't just like Minecraft pistons, which move one block over and one block back. You can add piston extension poles to the back of it and it can push out five or six blocks mm-hmm. and you can add a block to the side of that. So you don't have to make 10 of these pistons. You could just make one and attach a block to it. That'll push along with it. So you could push a five block wall with one piston and, yeah. and, and, it adds so much to the game without adding too many there aren't that many blocks that it adds there's a number of them there's a bunch of stuff that it configures with redstone as well that make things even more complex but it doesn't add that much really compared to a lot of other mods right but it added this like like i said like so i stole stole quote unquote i followed a a build mod from a German Minecraft builder that builds a lot of old English style stuff. And he had an awesome windmill. So I took his windmill design, but built it using this create mod to build a functional windmill that gave me, so a drill that I used because mining concrete, like you can make concrete in game, it has to come in contact with water to become a solid block. Well, traditionally you get a pickaxe in one hand and the block in the other, and you go stand in water and just drop mine, drop mine, drop mine. Well, in the game, I could gear up a gear ratio for a drill bit and have water and the drill bit and then just plunk the sand down, and it, it li- literally made a concrete mixer. Right, Which, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I thought was like, sure, it was faster to do it if I had a highly enchanted pickaxe, but I didn't have that. I was on iron. So all of that is to say that it's it's a mod that just, it adds something like, yes, it's another tech progression mod where you have to build the mechanical press to stamp out iron, to get iron plates, to build fans and stuff with, but it, it's functional in a way that like a lot of the industrial craft mods are just a block that does a thing, but visually it's just another block. Right. Mm -hmm. And and this is something that like, if I wanted to, you can eventually tech up to like motors and stuff. So you don't have, they just generate torque with no power. Um, but you can add moving things to. You can make doors that swing open, like big giant castle doors. I could make a, uh, you know, a castle gate with iron bars that raise, and a bridge over a moat or whatever. There's just Which I've
1: tried to do with sticky pistons and redstone, mm-hmm. and it is never pretty. No, at all. it's
0: not, and it's not that I can make like a giant walking mech that's going to work. But it's a lot more that I can do with a lot less. Like you said, like sticky pistons and stuff can do a lot similar things, but there's just so much like talk about you have to spaghetti wire things together with redstone. Right. And and just being able to have some spinning propellers or some I can make just a statue that rotates. Like just a small little mm-hmm. like a one block thing with a rotational thing on it that spins and it looks neat and so that's added some to it. I've also on like day 200 discovered that my house like every now and again i haven't been able to go to sleep because monsters are nearby and Mm. if come to find out my house is just built on top of this giant crevice and it's funny because i i i find i found this little cave that i thought was the source next to a bunch of these ponds so i was like oh there's sinkholes in the area right so because i'm telling this story and i'm like i don't know if they've always been there or if all the rain that we've had has caused these sinkholes well now i find this giant crevice so it's like yeah i am on top of a cavern the sinkholes make sense now even though that's the the world hasn't deformed any it's just continuing to tell this story that i thought would have been over by now mm-hmm Like, because I have, like, 50 diamonds. I haven't made diamond armor yet, but I've got, like, some diamond tools and stuff. But I thought that this character's story would have ended. And, like, I had a a, a pillager raid that got triggered. So I actually wanted to trigger it and do the raid. So I I went to a village, and that was way harder than I thought it was going to (laughs) be. And only one like so i technically in game died like six times and had to run all the way back because the raid keeps going so i had to run with progressively less and less gear back to try and find my tombstones and hope that i could get all my items out and stuff and i didn't write that into it although i have written about like dreaming of death a couple of times where like i'm not sure if i because you wake up in your bed right?
1: right so it's like
0: i dreamt that i died in my coincidentally in my giant crushing wheels i have crushed myself more than once because <laughs> you have to get close to him to throw the blocks in and yeah uh, will you start streaming this so that I, can <laughs> I can't that's just it though it would not be the same it wouldn't just to me just, just to me, to me.
1: Just to, i just want to watch your moments of deep frustration
0: <laughs> or I panic trying to get up my pickaxe pickaxe and like i because you crush into it slowly so I'm like trying to pickaxe my way out of it as I'm sinking into this, and my health is drying. I'm like trying to knock it off the wall, <laughs> but like, oh, I dreamt that I died, but then I came back, right. and like my amulet was on the ground along with my pickaxe, and like, what? Like, but like the villager story, like one the 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 story that I put in there was like these guys kept these scouts kept coming through my land. So I killed them, and then instead, this time I wanted to follow them. So I like tried to get out ahead of them and scout through the snow and follow their footprints to see if they were gonna. I didn't want them to find the village, right? Because I wanted to protect the villagers. And they, surprise, they actually had an ambush waiting for me. And Ooh, you know, well, they killed all but one villager.
1: Wow. <laughs> yeah. You're not very good at defense. Um, it is people. way
0: harder to defend against these things than I thought it would be. Like they are right. no joke. Especially
1: for a vanilla Minecraft
0: feature. Yeah, yeah. The the vanilla Minecraft pillagers and raids are hard. And especially that's kinda cool. It, no, it is. And especially when night falls in a forest and there's just creepers and skeletons on top of these axe wielding guys and and giant beasts and stuff, they're hard and they're like five
1: waves. So do you know, because that actually then finally gives a purpose to building, like, a castle or a wall around the city. But will they attack that, or will they try and
0: break So they I haven't seen that. They'll try to break down doors to get to villagers, because the villagers will try to hide. And I think there's a radius that they just can spawn in. Um, But it does add some reason to change the layout, like maybe build things on stilts or build up some defenses, have caches of items nearby and stuff like there are some things that i don't think the villagers really defend themselves you could make Mm. more iron golems for them though which Mm. they would you know use that to defend with which probably help but anyway so now i have the story about how like i got the hero of the city like which is a buff that lasts like an hour where they'll trade with you cheaply for defending them against a raid but it was just the one guy so i had this story of like he considered me a hero, but there's just cre- creeper hole craters, and everyone's dead and like, so I don't feel like much of a hero, so I want to like right. redeem them or something. but like this this story has i I am so much more invested. like I do not care about the nether. like I don't care about getting to the nether right now. I can get most of what I want from there anyway through. That crushing wheels can allow you to get quartz from diorite. And so there's some other Mm. ways to get like prismarine can give you a chance at glowstone dust. So I can and I can grow prismarine with the plant mod. So it's not quick, but I can get it. And so it's just become such an engaging story for me that like, I don't know, I'm still having a blast with it. And I didn't, you know, I thought I was going to quit. I thought I was going to be done. Mm-hmm. And I just have more reason to build than I've ever
1: had playing Minecraft before, especially in a survival world. I mean, I love it. I think it's, I think it's great that you're doing it. And I, I mean, like you have talked about, you'll share with me screenshots on discord and and tell me different things that are going on. And yeah, I think it's fascinating to see. Um, it, I, I'm, I wish that I, that I could get into the mental space that you're in to, to do that level of role playing with it because I think it's really fascinating and it's interesting. I don't know if I talked about this the last time we talked about Minecraft or not. So feel free to cut me off if I did, but like, I've got a friend that's a creative writer and I wanted, I've suggested to him for a long time, not, not Minecraft specifically, but that would be a good one. But I was like, dude, you should just play like anything. And like, he could play uh, Minecraft is a perfect example But in just use, just like you are now, but just use that as the premise for the writing. Like you can still fill in the story details and the dialogue and the character development because none of that's going to happen in the game, but the game will do a lot of the like, you know, not heavy lifting, but a lot of the world building stuff like you've talked about
0: and throw random so think... events at you that you wouldn't have thought about to write, especially when I write, like, cause I've, I've done a lot of writing and sometimes it's hard to write that conflict moment or that struggle for your character. Cause you don't want them to struggle. You want them right. to be the hero. So sometimes you go easy on them. Whereas like a D and D a bad dice roll you roll a one at a critical moment or a creeper blows up while you're at some critical time and it resets Mm -hmm. you. It forces this conflict that the thing that you thought your hero was so good at, they now suck at.
1: And and it forces
0: that upon you instead of you having to put yourself in that uncomfortable space. It does it for you.
1: Right. Yeah. So I think it's a really cool idea. Um, I'm really interested to see what you decide to do with it. I know you're, you're, you've kind of talked about maybe doing like a, a video that will be kind of like screenshots and then you narrating it.
0: I thought about that more today about how I want to do that. Um, and, and I've got some ideas. It also is just, that's a project on its own. And mm-hmm. I do want to eventually take to, to doing that project wherever I end up. Like if, whether I do it at the end of everything or while I do it in the middle, I don't know. I do yeah. want to do it one way or another just to have it and, and put it out there. But for now I've just been... Like every time I think about doing that project and I'm like, or I could go build a mushroom house. like Right. Yeah. Have fun with it. Yeah. So it's been, a, have still been having a blast with it and there have been a, a few other games. There have been some sales that have happened that I've been tempted by, but I think too, for me right now, like, like, you know, I've, I've gone through some, some pretty difficult moments over the past couple of weeks and it's been just a great source of escape that, isn't too difficult.
1: Like it's not so difficult. It's not frustrating in any way. I'm so glad that you brought that up because I I almost thought about bringing that up, but I didn't, I didn't want to like put you on the spot about, you know, personal stuff or or whatever's been going on, but I'm really glad that you brought it because this is yet again, you know, the, the reason that we do this podcast is to talk about why gaming matters. And there's a lot of ways that that question gets answered but I think that this is one of those the not that it's never been discussed before, but that you know, when people are outraged about <laughs> the latest wow expansion or the latest call of duty or, you know, the latest Epic exclusive or whatever, like all of that's fine. People can have their opinions, but like it, what gets lost in the shuffle is the, the, the personal significance that it can have. So it's like, so I'm really glad that you, you brought that up. And, and I think that that's, Something that's so powerful about games is that it's like when you are maybe, you know, having dealing with, with stuff in your personal life that, that is, is challenging or, or difficult or or just plain sad. Um, I don't mean, I, I just mean it brings sadness. I don't mean it's right. pathetic. Yeah, no, sad. I get it. Um, it, it. Games can offer a sense of escapism is certainly there, but I guess maybe that is ultimately what it is. But it's it's just a place to go to where you can find some some happiness again, well, where you can I mean, find something so, outside of uh, dire circumstances. And I'm fine being very, you know, pretty candid about
0: this. Uh, I had a friend, a very close friend, uh, pass recently uh, at a young age. Mm-hmm. And they were connected to a large number of our other friends, like uh, my older, one of my older friend circles. And mm-hmm. so I can't, You know, anybody I talk to is related to that in some way. And it's not that I don't, you know, it's not that I'm trying to escape grief or or depression or anything like that. It it really is just that, like, all of my old connections for just when I was bored and I'd call somebody or something, a lot of them were those people. And so it's like, I don't want to go into like an MMO style game or anything where there's a bunch of other people. I don't want to go where things are too challenging because I'm already in the throes of anxiety and depression. I don't want to add frustration to that. Um, mm-hmm. But it's a place that I can have some time to process and have, it's not all, it's not like I'm you know, building a memorial or anything either. I'm not throwing that deep of a significance on it, uh, you know, which is fine. I've seen people do that in other games and stuff. And that's amazing and beautiful. Um, or even if it's a fake death, like we talked about in, in a prior episode. Right, 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 right. But for me, it's just a place that I can go and have the room to think about things differently and, and some space to just kind of let go and, and be in another character's body for a while. And maybe they process some of the things that I need to process in self-development or exploration or whatever and maybe i can put some of me onto them to write about but also limit that too to where i don't have to deal with super huge things i can also deal with creeper explosions you know
1: yeah well and to be to be clear and i I don't think you took it this way but just for the the listeners um when i say escapism i don't mean that you're trying to run from anything or that you're trying to hide from dealing with the emotional significance of, of your friend passing as much as just exactly what you just described. It just offers a way to kind of step outside of it a little bit or be more. I mean, to be frank, it's it's the same reason, it, but I think this is a much healthier version of it that people will turn to like substance abuse right. in these kinds of times, right? Not not just because they're trying to get blackout drunk or something or, or just completely run, but just simply that it allows them to shift their perception a little right. bit it keeps kind of me, shortcut into- you
0: know, from because time still moves on and, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to do something unhealthy like just constantly refreshing Facebook or something to try to see the next update and, and it's not escapism for the fact of, like you said, like running away but some more to just like, it is a healthier way of passing time mm-hmm. when things do get dark Than focusing Mm -hmm. on those dark spaces and there are times when things are good that I can work through and process some of that and there are times Mm -hmm. when it's so rough that I don't want to play Minecraft you know but but in that in between space there can be a lot of anxiety and depression that's just general general anxiety general depression that you don't want to get in. And so it's, you know, it's a way for me to add some positive moments. It's a way for me to share within a limited capacity, like with you showing you some screenshots and keeping you updated. And it's, it's not just like pay attention to me. It's, you know, cool stuff that I'm generally doing that, you know, I think you're generally interested in. Mm -hmm. And, and it's a good way for me to have something that I can keep going on. Whereas if I were to be, focusing on sculpt, actual sculpting or physical production of a product or something, I might be more prone to frustration with that and have that mm-hmm. more of the negativity affect me. Whereas mm-hmm. in Minecraft, it's just, that's just how, you know, things go. creepers explode that that right. happens and it's hard to get too mad at luckily they aren't too damaging. Um, And so it, it has been, it's been, I think it's been really good for me and it's it, at the same time, I actually just have legit been having an absolute blast with it. And and so I think it is important that, that games are viewed as, you know, a healthy means of coping with emotions. I think, you know, we touched on this too in, in you know, Zen and the Art of Starcraft laddering, where it it's so interesting because it's an interactive medium. It helps... Me process things in a way that reading a book, uh, reading a book or watching a movie, while it can have deep emotional ties to something and where it can have those moments of like, oh wow, I never thought of dealing with it this way, or it helped me understand my own childhood problem or whatever. Um, it, it has to be targeted. You have to kind of find the movie that does that, or the book, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Whereas with an interactive medium. I can comfortably build the space in a way that allows me to process what I need to process, Mm -hmm. whether that be through a strictly creative game or whether that be through, you know, just anything else.
1: You know, I actually hadn't thought about this and I, I, um, but when you were just talking about the Starcraft thing, so you and I, and I, I don't say this to try and sound, to pat us on the back or something or or sound like we're we're trying to brag or I don't know, whatever. But for the last, I don't know, two to three months or so you and I have both been on, and this is outside of gaming. um, But we've both been on a journey of, of personal development where we've, you know, developed a lot of new routines in our life to try and make ourselves feel better and be healthier and just all sorts of things. Um, And I don't mean to turn the episode into a conversation about that. All of that though, is to say that, I actually now, in just thinking about it, I might have to attribute actually my uh, my willingness to tackle that stuff finally, because I mean you and I for a long time have dabbled in trying to do things to right. make ourselves better, like start workout routines or you know whatever the case may be, um do meditation, do more reading, do more journaling whatever it is and and fell short ultimately after not a significant amount of time and it was actually probably a month or so, maybe a little bit more, but whatever, roughly a month or so before we started on this new path that we played StarCraft and started playing StarCraft Ladder. And the way that we started playing StarCraft Ladder was Winter, the streamer, at least me, <laughs> um, was he was like, don't be a punk. He's uses different language, but don't be a punk about StarCraft. Basically. Like, don't be afraid of losing. Like, it doesn't matter. Right. Just, you know, it's just go do it and experience it and we did and we were both intimidated because as we've said before, StarCraft is maybe the most stressful game ever created, especially (laughs) multiplayer. And so we were both intimidated to get into ladder because it's like, oh it's so stressful. It's so whatever. But then we actually got into it and both really enjoyed it and found ourselves playing ladder games daily. Well, and and enjoyed the difficulty of it, enjoyed that process
0: of. Yeah, never were good. No, I mean, mean, yeah, I I don't (laughs) I still didn't make it into like platinum, but but it was like but I was also more comfortable with being lower Tier, lower metal league like where before i'd be like oh i shouldn't be bronze this is the worst rah, rah, rah. <laughs> instead i went and found out why am i bronze why right. am i what am i doing wrong how am i supposed to do this properly how do i get ahead and then realized like oh it's not just play one game and i'm platinum it's play 50 games or five games a day for weeks and that it's a slow process and i think i agree with you i think i attribute a lot of my willingness not just to get in and do some of the self-improvement stuff, but to pick it back up, especially to pick it back up when I have put it down, like right. especially to keep coming back and know that one day off also is not a failure. It's I'm not going to go all the way back down to bronze because I took one day off. Right You know, the next day may be a little bit harder to get back in the swing of it. It may take a little bit more motivation to play that first game. But once I do, I'm back in. And, and I yeah. think that it, it really is interesting when you pay attention how you can play video games and not get anything from them.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: But if you're willing to get something from them, you can attribute that to other aspects of your life. Mm -hmm. I think that I'm a lot better. I really do think I'm better with anger management because I decided to be better about it in StarCraft.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's fair. And like, I don't get road rage. Get super tilted in Starcraft. Yes, oh yeah, it's, super easy. it's and it's also easy to blame anything but yourself, right? Well, but then when we started playing together, because we not only did we ladder, and we would actually like stream each other laddering in Discord so we could watch, and you know, whatever kind of still be playing together, even though it, it's only one person playing. But then we also, you and me and another buddy, uh, we would also play head to head batches yep. pretty often and it's it's easy to get tilted on ladder and be super mad at the other guy and super mad at the game but if you're going to sit and play with your friends especially more than one match like we were playing for several hours a night you can't you can't get cranky and i don't mean you personally i mean all, yeah. any of us like it's not fun if you get cranky and throw a fit after every time you lose because we're going to trade wins and losses like someone right. has Somebody to win has and someone to has to lose
0: and there's right. there's and usually a reason sometimes there's some luck But most of the time, there's reasons why it happened. There's reasons why they beat you. There's reasons why you lost or you threw the game out of the jaws of victory or whatever. But I I think that being able to take those breaths, because there were moments where I got not mad, but like you lose lose five games in a a row off of losing ladder and then you lose to your friends. And it's just not fun. But I learned to start stepping
1: back and be like. Not nah, it is still fun well the thing is is that when it's ladder if the guy's the same rank as you and he beats you then you can be like Pff, smurf right and if the guy's higher rank than you and beats you then you're like stupid mmr system doesn't work right. but when it's your friends that you know are pretty similar skill level and like you know i'm not smurfing right. <laughs> and and that's not a matchmaking thing like it, it eliminates those excuses right. and it, it makes you do what you just said, be more introspective and actually try and solve the problem instead of just being angry or frustrated by the problem. Um,
0: well, in, in the same yeah, but, way that I watched Starcraft replays of my own games to learn where I can improve. I think that's just journaling like is reflecting mm-hmm. on your day, taking the mm-hmm. moment to take a moment to watch the replay of your day and say, gee, where did I overreact to something that was dumb? And can I do mm-hmm. that better? Mm-hmm. And I think the same way that, you know, building a new building in Minecraft to me is no different than painting a painting or drawing a picture, or it, it is a moment to do something creative and to to have something. And whether I can take that thing and sell it on the street or not is, is moot. I'm probably not gonna be selling my paintings either. But Mm -hmm. I I think that those moments that it makes that space, it opens up some space in my life so that when I do go to reflect, I'm not, if you write when you're angry, you're going to write about angry things. But if Mm -hmm. you take that moment to reflect and have that space to cool off, you can come back and look at the rest of your day. And sometimes I take stuff that happened in my day and apply it to Minecraft. Sometimes I take stuff that happened in Minecraft and apply it to my day. And I think it's good to do that with any game. I think that Mm -hmm. it's, it's interesting. Yeah, I have less road rage now. You know, I, I take the time to think before popping off because, like you said, it's not always a guy on the ladder, some random person. Sometimes it is your friend. And taking a second to think about, they're still my friend. Maybe I should address the thing that bothers me about them differently. Take a moment to think about it instead of just shooting off the first thing that's on my mind. I mean... Right. Maybe they're not playing an Imba race. Maybe you just don't build enough workers. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and, and maybe, especially right now, I, you know, going through talking with a lot of people that I haven't talked to in a long time because of, you know, everything that's been happening. And it's like, I think I would have rushed to act a lot more, you know, a younger version of self, than mm-hmm. I would take the time to analyze the situation, analyze what they're going through and, You know, maybe we stay friends, maybe we don't. Maybe this is just a, a, you know, anecdotal series of conversations that we'll have over, you know, a couple of drinks and then not talk again for another 10 years. That doesn't Mm. mean that it's not worth doing. Right. And I think a lot of that is what I'm seeing in Minecraft is that, like, yeah, it's just a bunch of blocks and I could go play creative or I could go literally sculpt with clay and have something more tangible at the end of the day. But, that doesn't mean it's not worth doing. That doesn't mean it's not worth taking the time to enjoy it and to, yeah, t- I, take s- uh, some building tutorials and do the exact same thing that they did and then expand on it. Like I built the windmill off a tutorial, but then I expanded mm-hmm. on it. I used the mod to make it functional. And then I used the same style to build a workshop next to it as one building because I needed i wanted to use all of the torque and the mod and the things and and improve my style and at the end of the day i was happy with it yeah. and and i want to build it looks more. really no
1: cool. oh, thank you <laughs> yeah. it, it, it looks nice the The windmill looks nice and the workshop next to it uh yeah it's a it's aesthetically pleasing well thank so you good on you it's a
0: it, it, it the guy that did the original was you know a pretty good builder so but it's right. funny because I like I did attribute him in the book because his YouTube name is just his name. so like i I put him in the book as like when I completed the building, I suddenly had a flashback to like a conversation oh. I had about a German engineer who you know and and built this kind of thing in where I kind of want to take like as I finish builds, maybe that's how I get my memories back. And my character even mm. questions it like they don't know if that's what's going on or not. So it's just it's, it's fun to discover a story like i'm not playing somebody else's story that i know is linear and i'm not writing Mm -hmm. my own story from the ground up i'm literally playing through a story which is so different it's like second person playthrough i don't know it's weird
1: right right so i also have continued to try and play minecraft um not to the extent that you have but i still use your mod pack we'll call it that you gave me whatever your collection (laughs) of mods um and it, yeah, it so like I so like I built a house, and I was like, "Well, I am gonna put a, a roof on it that looks like a roof, not just like a you know just a flat top, which is just a cube, which is normally what I would have probably done." I was like, "I'll put a real roof on it. We'll see if that looks good." So I looked at like as you're the buildings you've shared, like you have cool looking roofs, and I was like, "Oh, well, I am gonna do that." And I couldn't really figure it out. So, like, I first I used slabs, and that didn't work. So then I used staircases, and that didn't really work. So then I went and looked online at a tutorial video, like you said, and that guy is using staircases. And so I tried to mimic what he did, and it still didn't really look that great and certainly didn't look as good as your roof. And I was like, I don't understand this. turns out there's just a roof tile block in the mod pack yep. you have that I didn't realize <laughs> until I had spent probably over an hour trying to finagle this janky roof, only to find the roof tile mod which looks infinitely better and immediately <laughs> satisfies what i was trying to get and i was just like that's that's par for the course with me here so then i'm like i was getting uh, you know I, i'm not doing the role playing kind of thing like that so i was like okay well i'm getting bored just trying to build this house because i i can't escape the idea that in the end it, 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 for what like, for <laughs> right. what am i building this? So once it's done i can look at it and then and it's not cool enough to like share anywhere or something because it doesn't look that good so it's like you know what's it for um so i was like well you know what i'm not doing i'm not going out and exploring and that's a big part of minecraft it's an infinitely generated world there's biomes of plenty in the mod pack you've got so there's there's tons to go out and see let's go explore so i do that i go off in one direction and find a dark wood forest pretty quickly which is filled with endermen that have an enderman house So they gank me immediately (laughs) at night. Um, So that's disappointing. Do find my way back. Do manage to get my gear and escape before getting killed again. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go a different direction. So go back home, go a different direction. and, And exploring along, find another Enderman house. Kills me again. Fine, get the gear back. So go around it. And to be clear, when I I don't have good gear, I have one diamond pickaxe. And I have no enchanted right. gear, and the diamond—the only diamond thing I have—is a pickaxe because I found some trader that would trade emeralds for diamonds. Right. Really like those mechanics, by the way, where now all the villagers have different mm-hmm. things they'll trade you. Well, not all the villagers, but the ones that have jobs yeah. trade you different stuff for emeralds, and they can level and up then, and trade better stuff. And yep, one of the mods and, 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 adds super and so actually
0: my most enchanted pickaxe i got because one of the mods adds super gear to the wandering trader and i had Mm -hmm. like 30 emeralds and got a like mending efficiency five minor fervor five durability five whatever crazy pickaxe for like 30 emeralds and it's insane
1: emeralds are standalone or or are by default, if you go looking for them, the most rare block in the game, they're more rare than diamonds. So it's kind of cool, because it, it adds what I've always been missing from Minecraft, which is a currency system to actually trade things, Mm -hmm. you know, so there's a point now, like there's the Fletcher will give you emeralds for sticks, right? So now I have a reason to go harvest a bunch of forests and turn it all into sticks and go trade. But they also have a limit, where only trade so much at a time, I think a day or something, yeah. which is cool. Uh, or like the wondering trader that traded diamonds for emeralds. I was like, well, I guess I'm going to have infinite diamonds. I got five. And then he was, <laughs> right. so I was like, but I appreciated that, that it wasn't, Oh, now I can just trade sticks for diamonds until I'm right. At maximum, diamonds, you know, um, anyway, so collect my shoddy gear that I've got and shoddy gear, I mean to say, and, and go on and then find a cave, like a naturally occurring cave. And I actually haven't found many of those, which is surprising because they're all over the place in Minecraft. Yeah. But whatever. So I find one. I'm like, I'm going to go explore this. Go down in it and find an NPC that looks like a, you know, a person in the game. And his name's like Derek Whitehead or I don't know what his last name. But it's just like a person's name. And I was like, well, that's interesting. I wonder if he's like a villager or something that's trapped down here or whatever. Go down, instantly kills me. Um, one shots me. Okay, go get my stuff again and manage to get up on some high ground. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to try and and shoot him with my crossbow from up here and see if that works. Um, I'm trying to, like, strafe around to get a good angle on him, accidentally fall off the ledge and get disoriented. He then charges down the (laughs) stairs or whatever and kills me immediately again. And I logged out. That's my I logged out. So I mean,
0: it, it could be. There's actually so those red portals, which I, I realized once and almost got it, it. Almost happened to me. There's a a like a bad guy that's kind of like a faceless golem kind of thing, and they'll charge you, and if mm. they grab you, your vision goes blurry. It like blurs in, and they'll drag you back to the portal. And their the huh. whole goal is for them to try to drag you into the portal to bring you to the midnight world yeah and so i've almost had that happen a couple times i almost got to explore that world inadvertently but that's a really
1: because there's tough mobs in there too and that yeah that would have been bad right yeah i mean this guy is actually dressed in like iron armor and has like a sword so it it, it's yeah but it yeah it was terrible um but i don't know i'll probably go back at some point i just I don't know if I care to try and navigate or negotiate that in PC anymore. Right. And actually now I haven't played in a little bit, so I don't know if I know where to go. I guess there's I guess I have an obituary. Yeah, it'll the, tell you the X and Y. Tells you chords. Yeah. yeah. So I guess I could find it with that. But I, again I don't actually have anything sweet, so it'd probably be smarter to just rebuild whatever <laughs> janky gear I have and go explore somewhere I different. Mean, you know? There's there's a lot of things
0: that I want to do that I also like I tried to make a sweet garden and made a crummy garden and hate it but like because it's growing the things that I need it's functional right I'm like <laughs> well for now it stays and and also I
1: also have
0: right and it's like now that I have this one cool windmill and like old English house I feel like I have to make like it's funny that you talked about paths and paths being worn down in the other game uh that you're playing yeah. the foundation because I found myself running back and forth to my main house on this like same stretch of blocks, so I decided to make it into a worn down path by putting in like cobblestone and and compacted dirt and stuff and like a couple path blocks, yeah. just to make it look like I've been running
1: this spot over and over. And it well, it also actually makes sense to like flatten it out so that you're not having to constantly right. jump and negotiate. If you're going across it all the time. But
0: now I feel like I have to make a whole old English village. Like my first (laughs) house looks like crummy now because it's just oak. I never even put windows in it, which actually there was a funny moment where I have like the little workshop, like lean to shed, which became this kind of overhang garage area, but it's not fully walled in. And I had just written about how my house looks terrible because it doesn't have windows compared to my workshop and this lighthouse that do. And literally was thinking to myself, like, man, one of these days, I'm going to go out that door and a creeper's going to blow up because it's not walled off. And literally five minutes after thinking that, I'm working on the work table, which brings up your inventory menu, which takes up most of the screen, and I'm playing music so I had the game volume kind of down. And just, yeah, and there's just a hole in my house now. (laughs) i didn't have the blocks to fill it back in you know on me because the creeper blew up some of them so i left a hole there and i was like actually i can just see my workshop now which is probably good so i don't walk out while there's a creeper there and so i just put in glass and was like well maybe the creeper did me some good and like blew up a hole in my house so i could make a window. i don't know
1: that's what so in my house i tried to make an entire like i don't know two sides and it's not the full side, but like a, it goes around the corner of one of the the sides of the house, all glass, like all the way up to the ceiling. So it's like this giant window because where I built my house is up on top of a hill that overlooks the village because I spawned right next to a village. And then over to the right, there's like a a mountain that has lava waterfall coming out of it. So I can see all of that at the window. And I was like, well, this is kind of cool. I can like look out on the, you know, my kingdom or something. Uh, but the house just looks super dumb. So, like, I don't, I don't know how to make it look cool while maintaining the all glass aesthetic. Yeah, I mean, uh, you could
0: do like a modern style house, which I think you would probably like modern style building because it's a lot of cubism type stuff. But it makes cubism look <laughs> good. I, I actually, I so I kind don't of want to <laughs> patterns. <laughs> I, I just hate my my old house now because it's all just oak and slab and like clay brick tile roof which is still kind of neat but it it just looks really bland compared to this i spent probably 30 in-game days building the windmill and the workshop compared to like four days that i spent on my expanding
1: my house right. so but that's how Minecraft goes you know you start out and you build a two by two dirt hut to survive the night in and then as you go especially the more you play the more you're inspired to make more and more complicated structures. And And the more that I'm like, I'll look for a specific topic to learn. Like not
0: only Mm. did I pull up windmills, but I went into a Google image search of like windmill houses. Like how do people attach a windmill to a house? And, Mm -hmm. you know, like, Robert Downey Jr. owns a windmill-style house, which is kind of neat. So, like, that (laughs) pulled up in the images. But, like, so now I'm looking at those, trying to figure out how do I want to make the workshop both functional and pretty. And then, like, pulling in some of the old English aesthetic and stuff. I don't know. It's got me researching. It's the same thing of, like, learning orbital mechanics in Kerbal, is now I'm learning aesthetic architecture because of Minecraft. (laughs) Right, right, right. So uh do you have any any other good things you want to hit on about what you played this week?
1: Um no I mean I, there were a couple of things I played but I will uh I will happily save them for a, another <laughs> another discussion. Um I I mean I uh, this conversation was was great because I like I said I'm I'm you know certainly what I talked about at the beginning is interesting but I'm really happy that we we kind of dove into How you've been using it to deal with that personal situation and how, again, like it was really actually in this conversation that I connected the dot between our deciding to stop being afraid of StarCraft, (laughs) trying to like stop being afraid of like our lives. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's true. It's true. You know? But yeah, this is, no, this is No, it's awesome.
0: Well, Um, that'll be all for our episode today. As always, if you'd like to interact with us and learn more about our adventures in life and games, you can always find us at Twitter at P-U-Y-S pod. And if you'd like this episode, uh, please feel free to rate, star, thumbs up, review, comment or whatever, wherever you're listening. It really does help us out. And uh, if you'd like to, you know, engage with us on Twitter, we'd be always happy to reply to you guys out there. Uh, in addition, we do have a, a separate podcast. If you enjoyed this one, you may want to check out The Walk Show. It stars Walker Near, and I've been a guest star on that a few times. It goes a little bit deeper into you know, personal stories as well as interesting guests uh, from all over the spectrum. It's a good second podcast if you'd like to check that out. We'd love to have you there as well. That'll be all for today. So uh, thank you guys out there, and don't forget to pick up your sticks.
1: Thank you. Everything in this shed, starting with those. Okay, gotta fix all of these. That? That'll be so easy. This needs some love for sure. Definitely that. True DIYers see projects everywhere. From repainting patio furniture to repurposing an old light fixture. For all of those to-dos, trust Krylon Fusion All-in-One Paint and Primer Spray Paint. It bonds to difficult surfaces and gives you maximum rust protection with no sanding or priming. And that's that. Krylon. Today we spray.